Hello and welcome to the Jesus Heals podcast. And I am happy to be here with you again. Um, There have been a few things that have happened since the last podcast was recorded and this one. I thought I would have um, done a whole series for Lent by now and have it all ready for y'all. But that didn't happen. (laughs) And that's okay. So here we are. So as I record this, we are in the second week of Lent. And a lot has happened. So just to briefly share with y'all, and and this will kind of lead into the topic at hand, but, um, and I I hope I don't sound different. I had some dental work done, so I've been told I sound okay, but if I sound a little funny, that's why. (laughs) So there we are. But as I was reflecting on praying with everything, I wanted to share with you something that happened to me last week. Um, So during the first week of Lent, I was walking to Mass on Wednesday, so the Wednesday after Ash Wednesday, and we live pretty close to the church, so we often walk to Mass. It's nice to get a walk-in in in the morning, so I've walked this road so many times, right? Hundreds of times I've walked this path to Mass. And on Wednesday, I was walking and praying my rosary, and I had a freak accident where I tripped and took a hard fall. So I'm okay. Um... My hand is a little hurt, and my mouth kind of got hurt, which is why I've had dental work done. But other than that, um, things will take time to heal, but I'll, I'm fine, which is truly God's providence. Um, and everything kind of worked for the good in that moment. Sisters were right there when I fell. They were able to help me. A lady pulled over and drove me back to the convent, and a lady we didn't know <laughs> pulled over and drove me to the convent. So everything worked out very well, and God was with us, was with me. One thing I wanted to share that kind of reminded me of God's goodness, that did remind me of God's goodness, is as I was walking, I was praying a rosary. And I have a little, um, like, pocket rosary that I carry, a decade. It's just ten beads on, like, a loop that I pray with when I walk because it's easier. And I really like this little rosary. I've kind of gotten attached to it, I guess, but when I fell, um, after I fell, I figured I, I figured I lost it, because I knew I was carrying it. Um, but then I fell, and then we got into this person's car, and, you know, I figured my little rosary was on the side of, on the sidewalk, and someone would come and find it. And so that happened on Wednesday, and I had to go to the doctor and all these things. And so on Friday, I um, picked up the jacket that I was wearing on Wednesday. And when I grabbed it, I felt the pocket, and I could feel my rosary in the pocket. And I thought, no way, like how in the world? I knew I had it in my left hand when I was praying, and now it's in my right pocket of my jacket. And I don't know how it got there. And I finally, I later I asked one of the sisters that had helped me when I fell, and she said, oh yeah, um, you know, sister so-and-so had um, picked it up when we were putting you in the car and she just put it in your pocket so you wouldn't lose it. And it's a little thing, and it might not mean anything to other people, but to me, it reminded me that Jesus and Mary are with me on each step of my journey. Even when I think I've lost them, quote-unquote, or separated myself from them, it's not true. And sometimes it takes a sister or a friend or a mentor or whoever it is to help me know that 
Jesus and Mary are with me. And this goes into what I wanted to talk about, and I think I mentioned this in the last podcast. I wanted to talk about, during Lent, I wanted to talk about different names of God that are used in Hebrew in the scriptures. And one that really has been with me for a couple months since I first heard it is the name Adonai El Roy, which means the God who sees me. And this this name is very deep. And it you know, you can think of it, maybe some people see it as like a creepy thing, like he sees me, he's watching me. But it's it's like he's looking at me, he's gazing on me, he is with me. So and I read in a in a on a website when I was looking up, you know, the Hebrew of El Roy, it can be translated as shepherd or seeing, looking, or gazing. So when we feel invisible or forgotten by anyone else, by everyone else, we can remember with confidence and trust that God does see us. He is with us, and he's not looking, not so much like looking down on us, but like he comes alongside us and is with us, and that's how he sees us. It's like a friend seeing you face to face. Right? It's not like the friend is over you, lording their power or whatever over you, but but more that they're alongside you, just like the sisters were with me when I fell and the sister picked up the rosary and put it in my pocket. She was with me. She was holding onto my arm, you know, when I was walking to the car. She was next to me. So to use this name for God, Adonai El Roy, has been beautiful. And and as I was researching it, I wanted to know, you know, where it was in the Bible, and I thought maybe it'd be in the Psalms or something. But from what I found out, and if anyone knows any other information, they can comment about it, because I'm not a scripture scholar. But from what I found, it says only that this instance of the name of God, that this name, El Roy, is only named once in scripture. And it comes in Genesis chapter 16, with the story of Abraham and Hagar. So you might know Abraham. You know, Abraham is the father of many generations, right? And his wife was Sarah. But before Sarah became Sarah, God changed their names, um, she couldn't, she wasn't conceiving children. And Abraham got kind of impatient and took matters into his own hands because God had told him he was going to be the father of a great nation. And he has relations with his servant, Hagar. And she conceived, and a child is conceived. And so Sarah, the wife of Abraham, doesn't like this too much and, and treats Hagar very badly. And so Hagar runs away and, and flees from Sarah's um, bad treatment of her. And when Hagar runs away... She runs into, or an angel of the Lord comes to her, basically, who promises Hagar that her son will also form a great nation, just as she had, just as God has promised Abraham that he would, his descendants would form a great nation. And this is where she feels, and she recognizes, God sees her when no one else does. And Hagar declares, you are the God who sees me. I have now seen the one who sees me. So this is beautiful in a sense. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of drama in this story and, and things that kind of went wrong. But 
But really, um, Hagar trusting in this promise that the angel of the Lord brings to her, and she declares with certitude that God sees her when no one else does. You are the God who sees me. God is Adonai El Roy. Now, and and I do want to go back and pray with that passage more because I often don't I don't often pray with Old Testament scripture that much. But I encourage you if it's if this strikes you at all to go back to Genesis sixteen and and pray with it and see what the Lord has to share with you in this in this story. That's the basis of um, so much of our faith. You know, it's the beginning of everything. And then, as we know, like throughout Scripture. We can probably name many examples of God seeing those who most people in society chose not to see. You know, who did Jesus heal? A lot of times, Jesus healed the lepers who were outcasts. Jesus healed um, people who were paralyzed, who couldn't work, who were just begging, you know, at the temple. Like, Jesus healed those who were possessed by demons and were on the outskirts of town and no one could do anything with them. You know, Jesus brought himself and full communion to the Samaritan woman who was rejected from society, right? So all these people we could see as people who were quote-unquote unseen by society, by their peers, by even people that they might love. They were unseen. But God sees them. Adonai El Roy, the God who sees us, the God who sees me. So do we still have a God who sees us? Do I still have a God who sees me? Do you still have a God who sees you? Where are the moments in our life where we might feel invisible, where we feel misunderstood, where we feel that nothing makes sense or that we're an outcast or whatever, whatever it is, what is that? And can we declare, like Hagar did, you are the God who sees me. I have now seen the one who sees me. I want to live in that reality. I want to live in the certitude and the confidence in God and be able to pr- proclaim with my life, I am good and worthy and all of it because you are the God who sees me. I have seen the one who sees me. And if other people don't quote-unquote see me or understand me, can I keep my confidence in God who sees me? And not that he's like a Lord, you know, hovering over me, looking down upon me and judging me. It's not that. But that he, he sees us truly for who we are. He's right there on the sidewalk, so to speak, with us. When we fall, he's there when we get up. And so when you think of God, when I think of God, when we think of God, do we still have a God who sees us? And I want to encourage you that he does. He is the God who sees us. And if we forget that, we can look at Jesus. And that's what we've been given. Like Hagar in the Old Testament, they, Jesus hadn't come yet, obviously. <laughs> um, 
But we now have the great opportunity or example or whatever to see Jesus. And I'm talking about the Blessed Sacrament. So if if some of you who are listening aren't Catholic, it might sound odd to you. But in the church, in the Catholic Church, um, we believe that Jesus is fully present in what is seen as communion. So it it is a, a piece of bread, but it is turned into the body of Christ. And in those moments, in being before the tabernacle, the the place in the church where the Blessed Sacrament is kept, or being at Eucharistic Adoration where Jesus is exposed on a monstrance and you can see him, you can see what looks like a piece of bread, but we know that it's the body of Christ. And we can let him see us in those moments. And and also, we can recognize that he sees us with the people that we live with, just like the sister who helped me when I fell, right? And and even the sister who picked up my rosary and stuck it in my pocket, that was a reminder to me of God's presence with me, of, of Jesus and Mary being present with me, that I didn't know, um, that I wouldn't have been able to get on my own, right? I, I dropped my rosary, and it would have stayed on the sidewalk. So sometimes other people can point out how God sees us. And are we willing and open to accept that? Because sometimes it can be hard to accept that from other people. So I, I pray now for all of us that we might be able to see little ways to recognize how God sees us. And if there are any things that are anything that's impeding us from seeing how God, how God sees us, that we renounce those things now. So if we think we're not worthy of being seen by God because of something we've done in the past or the way we live or something, you can renounce that. Like in the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce the lie that I'm not worthy of being seen. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I announce the truth that I am with the God who sees me. And we can look over even the past few weeks, maybe, or even the last day. You know, you can do it as like an examine at the end of the day. And review in our lives how God has worked among us. Ask the Holy Spirit to show us, to show you how he has been with you. How you have been seen by him. Adonai Elroy, you are the God who sees me. And I know you have seen me in the past when no one else did. And I fully trust that you will continue to care for me and see me at all times in the future. You care for us and you see us and you love us, Jesus, and thank you. We praise you and we thank you. I pray that all of us might be able to live the rest of this Lent going deeper into the heart of Jesus, letting ourselves be seen by him. Because we can trust that he is good and he sees us as good. Because he made us and he knows us. So I pray that you can rest in the fact that God is the God who sees you. And he loves you. And staying in his gaze, staying with him, is where all of our wounds will be healed. Jesus, we trust in you. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this episode.
and I hope it blessed you. If you have other thoughts on this scripture or anything else, feel free to comment about it, and let us pray for each other. God bless you.